everyone, and welcome to Nerdy Boys Reviews. We are your hosts. I'm Nerdy Boy Christian. And I'm Nerdy Boy Pat. And this is Nerdy Boys Reviews, your nerd podcast that talks about the latest and greatest in nerdy movies, news, television, and everything else fucking nerdy. Explicit content warning material on this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners of all ages as presented by the word fuck in the intro. What's up, Scott? What's up, my dude? You know, I, going, buddy? I, I mean, it's pretty good. I've been looking forward to podcasting with you again, like all week. And, yeah, you know, life too. has been stressful and the real world is fucked. Dude. And I don't want to talk about that. So this is our escape. And and it's right? your escape too, everyone. Dude, I couldn't agree. Like, let me. Hmm. <laughs> I, I won't go into, into anything, but I'll tell you off the air kind of thing. I have definitely been stressful, dude. <laughs> yeah. And like even like so not just life, but like my like for me, uh work has been kind of stressful and um, you know, because I'm I'm learning new things. I'm I'm like in a new kind of position now. And not yeah. only that, but um I started a new podcasting project, right? And okay. and it's all about Star Wars. And it's called Across the Stars. And I did extensive research before I started the podcast to make sure no one had the name and, you know, everything was going to work out. But I decided to use a hosting site that I've used in the past. Um, it was the first hosting site I used for Nerdy Boys Reviews because it's really cheap. It, you can use it for free or $3 a month with unlimited uploads. And when we started, like the analytics worked and everything. But I can never get the RSS feed for our podcast to get us on to iTunes. So eventually I switched to a different hosting site. And then right. I started like a like a small like political podcast. So I used it again and I was able to get that onto iTunes. So I was like, okay, you know, this is like a cheap option if I need to start up a podcast. And like, I'm not sure about it yet. I'm just starting it. So, you know, I can use it, right? right. So... I started using it. I, I did my first uh, like little intro episode on July 3rd and I uploaded it and like never got any analytics. Like analytics never showed up, always showed zero, but I know I had listened to it to make sure it worked. So it should have at least showed one, um, but it didn't. And so I was like, okay, so the analytics are broken, whatever. Like, okay. And so um, I ended up doing a second one this past weekend with one of my friends. And I even like I got like a review on it, like people like interacting with me already. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, like I'm going to move my podcast to the other site that actually has analytics. Right. Right. So I started doing that. But you have to link it both ways. I have to like use the old feed and put it into the new hosting site and put the new hosting sites feed redirected into the old one but it wouldn't work like it worked to redirect to the new one but i couldn't get the old one redirected because the site just sucks podcast garden is a terrible website right and right. i kind of seen this coming when you said it was the first one we ever like, oh, no not podcast garden yeah uh <laughs> it's a terrible website and so you know i reached out to support and they're like well we can't really help you because it's their site and so i reached out to podcast garden support which is terrible i haven't heard back and then yesterday i tried to log in to to do it again and their site has been taken down what 
It doesn't even exist anymore. When you go there, it says this uh, this website account has been suspended. Oh wow! Right, <laughs> and and if that wasn't enough, right after I published my second episode of Across the Stars, I went on iTunes to look because for some reason, like the review won't show up if I'm just like in my feed. Like I have to actually search it on iTunes and click on it to see if there's reviews or anything. Right. There's another podcast that published 20 days after mine called Across the Stars, a Star Wars podcast whose intro sounds suspiciously like mine. And I'm just so fucking irritated that I did all this work and research to make sure no one has this name and 20 years or 20 years, 20 days after I published my first episode, these motherfuckers publish an episode with the same podcast name. And so I'm yeah. I'm at a point now where I'm like, what do I do? Like, I have subscribers that I can see. I have people reviewing and interacting. But do I just fucking rebrand and start from scratch and say, fuck all those people? Like, what do I do at this point? Well, that's really fucked up. So what it sounds like to me is somebody, somebody probably straight janked your shit. But there's not really much you can do in terms of, like, the name itself because, obviously, you don't own yeah. the rights to that, you know? Right. So, I, I don't know, dude. I would, you know what I would do? I would contact them and ask them why they took your name. <laughs> well, my, so my, my, guess is, my guess is they had no idea. They just didn't look into it, decided to run with it. And... I find that suspiciously very hard to believe, dude. <laughs> They fucking published their first episode 20 days after yours, and it's literally pretty much the same podcast? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's mm. has the same name, and it's a Star Wars podcast, and the way they introduce it, obviously, it's a generic introduction, like, hey, welcome to Across the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, you know, where we talk about everything Star Wars, right? Like, it's pretty much the same thing as what they say, um, but you know, anybody could come up with that, I guess, and, like, even when I looked for Across the Stars, I was surprised no one came up with it, because, like, so obvious, um, but it's still like one of those things where you should at least look into that. Like, why would you want to have the podcast name the same as someone else's? Right. Yeah, exactly. That was like our whole thing with, uh, like nerdy boys reviews and stuff. Right. You know, I mean, we took like, if you guys didn't know, I don't think we've ever talk, talked about it, but like, we took like, at least like, I swear it felt like a month to decide our name. Yeah. It took us <laughs> like, a long time. We like, talked about it extensively. We we came up with like dozens of names, had like our friend involved and like even like narrowed it down, all these things. And it was just like hmm. Yeah. I mean <laughs> like, it, it kinda I'd be, helped. I'd be pretty crazy. It helped that people like already called us the nerdy boys, you know? So like we kind of right. had that, but then we're like, should we be the like Nerdy Boys Chronicles, Nerdy Boys News? Like, what should we do? Like, it took us a long time to like figure out exactly what we wanted to be called, and then make sure no one else had that name. Right. Um, my advice to you is don't rebrand. <laughs> Continue on, uh, barrel through. Uh, I'll publish an extensive amount of content. Uh, I would um, talk about it on your podcast. Uh, you know, um, tell people like, don't get confused with another podcast. Like, uh, like tell them, like, always make sure that it's published by me or, um, that it is like, you know, has your cover art on the, uh, cause you have the specific 
right. piece of uh, cover art. And um, I, I would just, uh, you know, I advise people. And then when you're ready, I would, uh, what's it called? I would, you know, I think that's a badass name, by the way. I, think, I was like, dude, I was like, this name is so cool. Yeah. I was like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, it's just and, one of those things. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of like the, the what, like when you legally own the name of something, trademark. Yeah, right? trademark or copyrighted, yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I mean, isn't that only like 50 bucks, dude? Uh, it depends. Like, that? like it, like if you can if you can afford it, dude, I I would I go ahead and do it because I mean it already sounds like you're having success success with it. I don't see the point in rebranding because I just feel like across the stars a Star Wars podcast is such like a cool name. It could be like a brand, you know? Right. <laughs> it could be like a podcast that people go to for Star Wars content. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty, pretty, pretty badass in my opinion. So, I'll and you know, uh, guys, if you're listening, um, it's pretty much me. But I'm, I try to get like I'm gonna tr- every time I do it, I'm gonna have like a guest on, and I'll have recurring guests, and obviously Scott will come on when he can, and like obviously we're gonna have some great discussions, like you know, uh-huh. refer to our Star Wars reviews in the past or uh, our discussion about Grey Jedi and everything else. Um, so, um, yeah, I'll definitely have Scott on and I'll definitely like, I'll have like probably multiple, like some people on multiple times because I don't know everybody in the world. So it's going to be hard to get new guests all the time, but, um, right. And then, you know, you run solo segments as well and stuff and just have good time with it. Have fun doing it, dude. Yeah. It's it's definitely fun. Yeah. Which is like pretty cool because like, I'm actually trying to like, uh, start up a few projects of my own. Mm Mm-hmm. There's so there's two different YouTube channels I'm trying to create, but at the moment, uh, I was pretty much like waiting. Uh, I need to get internet at my new apartment, so uh, once I can do that, then I can pretty much start my projects. And there's a podcast I want to I want to do. Well, I don't know if it's a. I, I'm pretty sure I want to make it a podcast, but I also just might make it uh, a YouTube channel as well. I haven't really decided, but I'm pretty excited to get all that kind of started and get going and see where that stuff can take me. But yeah, super, super proud of you for doing that and wish you all the success, my dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's 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 going to be a lot of fun. You know, obviously, you guys who listen to us know how passionate we are about nerd stuff and how much, you know, we enjoy talking about it. So just another great outlet for uh for that and another great escape from uh reality at times so which brings us to today's podcast today's podcast is really just gonna be about one topic and that's the lord of the rings um we're gonna do like i'm gonna go through some of like the most asked questions about the lord of the rings uh trilogy um books and movies um and even like some of the extended uh tolkien kind of realm stuff and then scott's gonna quiz me yes so what we're gonna do is like a pub style quiz uh it's 15 questions plus a bonus question <clears throat> and it, 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 it's trivia guys you either know it or you don't <laughs> right you know and and, and we love it if listeners 
kind of did the honor system. I mean, you don't get a prize. There's no prize for it. It's just for fun. It's a fun thing you wanted to try out on the podcast, uh, doing the pub quiz. And, um, yeah, basically take the quiz alongside us and uh, tweet us your results. We just on Nerdy Boys Review, uh, Captain, uh, Captain Hot Sauce, uh, Nerdy Boy in Humans, right? Yeah, Nerdy Boy in Human. Yes, all on Twitter. Yep. Nerdy Boy in Human is Christian's uh, private Twitter name. Captain, uh, it's CPT underscore Hot Sauce is my uh, Twitter name. And then all the Nerdy Boys Review's Twitter is just that, Nerdy Boys Review. Uh, we're just we're interested to see... Uh, you know, I kind of, I scanned through, like, a lot of different uh, quizzes I found online, grabbed uh, question and answers from there. I kind of came up with a few of my own. I came, which uh, I came across, like, a really cool kind of, like, factoid that, you know, I, I just found in the hunt for questions. Hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make this a question. It's going to be the bonus question. And it's because it's like one of those really obscure things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, how the hell do you even know this? <laughs> but you guys know, I didn't know this beforehand. <laughs> okay. I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, but anywho, that's pretty much what we're going to do. Yeah. And, you know, we can talk about Lord of the Rings. It's, it's a good time. I love Lord of the Rings. Exactly. Dude. It's, yes. slowly, it's, it's slowly becoming one of my favorite series ever. Right. Like, it's like, like, and you know how much of a Harry Potter fanatic I am. It's slowly like creeping up to that status. I I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like nostalgia or if it's like just like you know Lord of the Rings ages like fine wine type thing. But it's just like every time I watch it, I just get great enjoyment out of it. Like I just love it more and more each time. I feel like I learn new things every time I watch it. I'm just like, every time I watch it, it's just such a great series. And surprisingly, the same holds true for the Hobbit series, which uh, we have published, uh, you know, find it somewhere. I can't give you the exact episode number because, you know, our... It's like episode three. Like, one of our very first episodes ever, we did the review of uh, the Battle of Five Armies. Right. Yeah, I don't think we ever did the first two. Yeah. So, uh, An Unexpected Journey, Desolation of Smog, and Battle of Five Armies. Yeah. Dude, I don't know what it is, but if you guys remember that far back, if you guys have been, you know, one of the OG listeners, I fucking hated those movies. <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I hated them. I need to go back and listen and really think about, like, why I did not like that trilogy so much like we kind of talked about it earlier this week me and christian did and i'm like even after we kind of still thought about it and really kind of jogged my memory a little bit i'm just like i don't know dude like i'm re-watching them and i just love them so much dude I, it's just like I, I i don't get why i didn't like them so much like i i understand like certain points i'm like okay i get that you know but i'm just like i'm like dude they're so good yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on with me anymore. I'm becoming soft in my old age. Right. It's actually going to bring us to the first frequently asked question, which I thought of later. Okay. Like you know, like I I came up with a bunch of questions, and then later I thought about this one. I thought this is actually 
one of the most significant ones, and it doesn't just apply to Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. It applies to any adaptation, and it is, what Uh is better, the books or the movies? And the truth is, the truth about this is, it, it there's no answer because the books are are a different art form than the movies right and when you talk about the hobbit and why a lot of people don't like it is because they love the book and then they see what peter jackson chose to do with the movies and they don't like it but if you take them as separate things based on the same thing then they both have their own merits right and, right yeah no exactly and like books so books have luxury they can they can tell a long form story really put pressure on you you spend you know if you're reading the hobbit you spend probably 15 hours reading that book but if you're watching the movies you spend if they're the extended editions of all three nine hours right but they also tell they tell a similar story but the hobbit movies tell a larger story and less of a core narrative than what the book tells Right. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Right? And this is something we slowly learned over the years. If, if you want the source material, go read the source material. Because every movie that is made from a, 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 some sort of source material, book, um, a graphic novel, comic book, you know, whatever, it, it, it's based on were based on meaning they're taking the significant part and they're building a story from there. They have to take certain liberties and, 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 and things in order to be able to tell a cohesive story that makes sense on screen because not every if you, if you literally translate from book to screen, it doesn't always work. Sometimes, and we've seen that many times in cinema history, I mean I can't just give you straight examples, but it's happened many of times and it just doesn't work. Right. Sometimes you have to take, you have to have enough of a vision in order to, uh, have some, some liberties taken and you just change details, ax out certain details, you know, add some details and then voila, you have a movie. Right. And so at times, and that's something you desperately had to like learn, you know. And, and, and sometimes <clears throat> you can justify the changes. Sometimes you can't, you know. It really depends on the artistic vision and know-how of the directors and writers to be able to to make the story come to life, really. But that's something that we, me and Christian, have had to learn and learn and really drill into our heads. And I really struggled with it when it came to like Civil War, that movie from Marvel. Like it was, you know, but that's for a completely different topic. But right. you guys kind of get my, what I'm saying, you know? Yeah. The thing, yeah. I mean, to, to, oh, sorry, sorry. Well, I mean, it's just like it's it's weird because like The Hobbit, because of how they extended it. You know, like, I think that's maybe why it didn't get the luxury of, like, the benefit of the doubt, which the Lord of the Rings really did. When when you think about all the changes made in the Lord of the Rings, th- there's a lot. But people aren't as critical of them as they are with The Hobbit. And, you know, right. like, th- they changed 
the most important characters fundamentally for the movie like aragorn is nothing like aragorn in the movies in the books because aragorn always has his purpose in the books but in the movies we don't have the luxury of building him as a character over over thousands of pages we have to make him right. interesting right off the bat we have to make you connect with him and make him a vulnerable character with interesting things about him not just like i'm gonna be king one day fuck all you guys like whatever you know like yeah. like the, the the thing is like nobody nobody sits there and says wow i can't believe he ruined aragorn right nobody says that but yeah. but when people watch the hobbit yeah. movies they're very critical of thorin and they're critical of of all the extended things they add in or whatever like the, the consistency i guess you could say between lord of the rings and the hobbit is people are critical of the eagles which i completely understand but that's because peter jackson doesn't use them in the way that they were intended so yeah i mean i know that's gonna be a question coming up but let's yeah. uh kind of stay on the, the the initial question right so in my opinion it's very hard. It, it, it's it's all very objective. You know, it's based on your own opinion. What's better? I can't have the same... Or I mean, I can, but my answer to that question might differ from yours. It's, it's a very loaded question. Right. It, for, for me, you know? it's, it's just a... It, it doesn't even come down to, to, like, Lord of the Rings or anything else. It comes down specifically to what way you prefer to intake your 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 storytelling or your art because uh, yeah. you know people who hate reading they might have read lord of the rings but they're always going to enjoy just watching it rather than spending 25 30 hours reading it you know like right. that's just how it is so where i struggle personally with a story like that is my frustration of not being able to pronounce the words like there's so many names mm -hmm. and so many different like styles of like cultures in within the story that it's like like I get frustrated not like not knowing how to say names. I see like these weird looking names and it's like sometimes the borderline takes the enjoyment out. So right. but admittedly I've never read any of the books. <laughs> never. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's okay, you know, like, that's another one of the brilliant things, and that's why we go back to what's better. It doesn't matter what any individual person thinks is better, like, it, that's good for them, but it comes down to you, because if a movie is made as an adaptation and it depends solely on your knowledge of the books, then it's a bad movie. Like, right, yeah. the movies exactly. need to stand on their own and be their own story and tell their own story. So... Right. That's why, to me, the, like there, the, you can compare them all you want, but books and movies are completely different things. Like, Civil War might be someone's favorite event from Marvel, and the movie Civil War might not be their favorite movie from Marvel, but that doesn't mean they didn't like the movie and like the book, right? Like, yeah. it's just you're like it's it's comparing things that are like very different, like. It's like, oh, do you prefer to go watch a play or to to read a book? Well, that depends on you. Like that depends on the right. individual person. Yeah, yeah. I think that, that that question is a little bit more geared towards the people who have done both. Of you know, yeah. I, I do. I do believe that at least. But I do believe that. It, I mean, 
it's okay to have your own opinion, guys. It really is. And it's okay if somebody else's opinion differs from yours. Yeah. And you can have a constructive debate. And what I mean by constructive debate is not saying that putting somebody down because of their opinion differs, but being able to have an intelligent conversation and be able to exchange ideas and then, you know, come to a conclusion. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know? for for if someone was to ask wow, me, I'm so intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> if someone was to ask me, "Hey, do you like the book better or do you like the movies better?" Like my my response is going to be that I love them both because I don't I don't feel the need to like lift one up or not because the, at the end of the day, there's things from the movies that I like way more than things from the books, and there's things from the books that I like way more than things from the movies. Like, yeah, I could see that. I do want to read. Uh, I do want to read the book. So I need to invest in this thing. Yeah, the the books are so. After you get past like the initial like first chapter, like things kind of start to move. But like in a new kind of like if you if you've only watched the movies, like you know after the party things happen really quick. Like Gandalf goes off to Gondor to find out about the ring, and then comes back, and then all this stuff happens, right? But in right. the books. Gandalf is gone for 20 fucking years and you spend a lot of time in the Shire just with nothing happening. So it's like, oh, it's one of those things where like people... I feel are, like the Shire I wouldn't oh man, based on that, I might not like the Shire as much in the books as I do in the movies. Well, I, I, I mean, obviously the Shire is a great place and like you know, but again like the books and the movies just offer different things like one of the one of the best examples for me is like in the movies. If you're comparing Mary and Pippin, I love Pippin way more than Mary in the in the movies because Pippin's just like way more like interesting of a character. Like he's kind of a doofus and like he gives you more. But in the books, Mary is way a way 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 better character, and it's just like one of those things. Like you know, it, it's different form of storytelling. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, moving on. Next question. All right. Um, so, yeah, I guess the the most asked question from everything in Lord of the Rings is, why did they not just take the eagles to Mordor and drop the ring in that way, right? right. And, and for this, there's, there's many different answers. Number one is that the eagles aren't a fucking Uber service in Middle Earth, right? Like... <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Calm down, buddy. Like I, I don't tell me I can't call an eagle on demand. All right, I yeah. can do it. I mean, you can't tell me differently. We see Gandalf calling them on demand, which is a movie thing. Like I, I, again, the books that doesn't happen. So, but you know, from a movie standpoint, we're we're shown that Gandalf can use a moth to call them, right? Exactly. And um, you know, the the book answer to that is well, they helped. Gandalf and the hobbits and everything else they they helped them before but they had their own interests they're their own race of creatures they can talk they have a king like they 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 are their own people who are not subject to anybody's bidding right right but the 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 more i guess accurate answer for people who are like well what if they agreed to help anyway is Sauron would be prepared for that he has the nazgûl on on flying beasts he's ready for a war he's ready for all out attack like the significance of it being Frodo to take the ring is he doesn't view Frodo as a threat. He's a hobbit. He doesn't expect them to be so stupid to give such a small, insignificant creature such power 
to go into Mordor and destroy it. He doesn't expect that. He expects Aragorn to have it or Gandalf or somebody that it can corrupt or somebody significant. Like, even when you look at... he Sauron in the book realm knew that Frodo was in Mordor because of his mithril shirt, right? He knew Frodo's there. But he thought he's a spy. He doesn't know he has the ring. Like, it's one of those things. Like, he doesn't care because... He views Frodo and hobbits as insignificant creatures that can never make a change in the world. Hmm. And that's... Okay. that's so, so, okay, my question is, because egos are something that have kind of confused me as well, like, admittedly. But, like, I, mean, I, I guess I kind of get them, but, like, then I'm sure they're very well explained in the books and stuff, but they're just, like they just appear out of nowhere in in the films pretty much it's like how do they know where they are how do they know that they're in need of help like all these questions like kind of circulate in my mind yeah when i'm watching it and I'm just like, hmm, so how does that work <laughs> in it's it's something where even tolkien didn't overly explain it well so there is a lot of room for like discussion about it um okay. and because of that that's why you have Peter Jackson, when he made the movies, just kind of like, well, we know the eagles exist and we need to use them. So, you know, we'll have Gandalf use, call him with the moth, right? In the book, really what happens is, okay, it's it's hard to explain because in the books, there's a presence of of grace. There's like a presence of gods in a, in a sense that, um, when the Eagles saved Gandalf is because they can see him there. They saw him on the top of Orthanc, so they know he's there, and they owed him a favor for um, helping to, 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 for killing the Goblin King, essentially, um, from the Hobbit, right? Mm-hmm. And in the Hobbit, when the, when the Eagles helped them in the book, it's because the Eagles were already out scouting. They hate goblins, and they wanted to kill the goblins. And when they saw that they, that there were these you know, hobbits and dwarves and hobbit and dwarves and wizard in a tree. They took them, but they took them captive to be interrogated by the king of the eagles. And then they're like, oh, can you take us down to the to the bottom of the fucking hill? And they were like, no, you're on your own. We're done with you. We just wanted to fucking kill some goblins, you know? Like, but you don't get that because, again, in the hobbit movies, like, they just show up out of nowhere for no reason. Right, yeah, like in the hobbit movie... They show up as a counteraction to uh, the bats that the, that the orcs were using. Right. Well, you know? uh, even before that, when they, like, rescued them from, like, hanging off the tree on the side of the mountain cliff, right? Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. When they that. first totally. show up, it's like, you know, they, they just show up out of nowhere. And again, at the right. end... Right, and it's just like... Right. And it's just like, hmm, like... I just think, I think it's just one of those things that they they thought it was a detail or something that they could slip in and nobody would really question to the extent that they have. They, I just think they could have done a much better job explaining their functionality in the world. Right. You know? Uh, oh, yeah, of course, of course. Um, and that's that's where you know we get to have this discussion almost, because of that va- vagueness. You, you almost take them if you, if you kind of think about them like this. They're almost like a divine intervention sort of uh, piece, you know. 
almost right. like God is like sending like the eagles to come help, you know? Yeah, that that seems to be that's how, how they I, function. That's how I that that's kind of how I've always interpreted it. Yeah. Obviously, they don't exactly work that way. But in you know, in the movies, they absolutely work as a Deus Machina or you know intervention from God. Whereas yeah. in the book, that it's what Tolkien referred to as "you catastrophe," "you" being the prefix meaning uh, good like a good catastrophe, something terrible is happening. Every time the Eagles show up, it's because something really bad is happening, right? But right. they only show up because of the good that was done before it led to that situation, right? Yeah. You have to make good choices in order to be rewarded. And and that's essentially why the Eagles help, you know, even though they have no real interest in the fate of Middle Earth. Like, they don't really care about it. They have their own interests as a, as a species of creatures, right? Right, which I think is so interesting, right? Like, oh, it's so fascinating to me. I, I just love that kind of thing, mythologies and, and, and uh, like different civilizations and stuff. Like, I love that stuff. Right, which is a lot of the <laughs> Anybody stuff. Anybody that, um, like, like kind of heard me talk about that, I just, like, it really gets me, like, excited. <laughs> so it's like, like recently watching um, The Hobbit and recently watching Lord of the Rings, like just this week, you know, I've been watching a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of, it makes me realize how, how small they paint the world of Middle Earth. You know, mm-hmm. they, they really paint it very, very narrowly. But like when you really think about it and you look at the small context clues of it all, it's such a larger species world. Like they almost kind of painted as like there's the elves, the men, the um, like the orcs, the hobbits, and there's like the wizards, pretty much. <laughs> like in the context of that, it's like that's pretty much how they paint it. Oh, in the dwarves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. It's like there's so much more to, to everything, you know? There, there's so much, more, so much more, and I really, really hope that the, um, the Amazon series really goes into some, some more of the stuff. Like in The Hobbit, for instance, there's the, uh, the changing, the shapeshifter. Right, Bayorn, yeah. The, yeah, and he's like, yeah, I'm the last of the shapeshifters. Right. Like, oh, yeah, the, go- the goblins race. killed all the other ones, so. Right, and then there's the goblins, and then there's the eagles, and then there's the ants, and it's just like, oh, fuck, dude, like, you kind of slowly kind of process this, and it's like, what? Like, man, like, there's, like, it almost, uh, it almost feels like there's so much more they could have done with it, <laughs> like, in terms of, it's like, they're trying to simplify it a lot, for sure. Yeah. But it just makes you how much more vast the world is. Like, it's really exciting because it's just like, oh, shit. There's so much more opportunity for them to do more stuff. Right. I mean, it, th- there is so much. Like, there's obviously wargs, um, essentially goblins and orcs, even though depicted as different things in the movie, are the same thing in Tolkien's world. He just calls them that interchangeably. Um Right. But but there's like a like if you've read anything like Baron and Luthien, there's a civilization of cat creatures. Um, obviously the spiders. Like there there's so much 
um, and so much depth. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for the Lord of the Rings series for Amazon, we're getting three legacy characters essentially um, confirmed, which is Galadriel, Elrond, and Sauron. So there's that. <laughs> um, right. But yeah, it's it's it really is this big world, and and there's so many different small lessons in that world. Just like when I was talking about like how Sauron views hobbits and how he views Frodo, like the idea right. that like you know it's it's inherently evil to view something smaller than you as less than you, or right, or yeah. you know like, and that's a beautiful message from the Lord of the Rings. Is you know. I, I don't know if the line was was in the book. I honestly don't remember. Like, I love rereading the books because I always pick up new things. But one of the greatest lines from the movie is when Galadriel says even the smallest creature can change the course of the future, right? Or the world right. or whatever. Which is just right. is beautiful. Or even in, in the Hobbit movie when Gondor's like, do not underestimate the Hobbit. Right. I think when he's talking to Thorin, yeah. <laughs> when he's like, this can never be my part of <laughs> Yeah, um, oh, God. Th- that's one of the things. And that actor that played Bilbo was so fantastic. Yeah, about it. he's really good. So good. <laughs> yeah, I, I reread okay. the Hobbit, the whole book, like uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, oh yeah, and like you know, because I uh, my fiance had wanted to watch the movies because she'd never watched them and she loved them, and you know I'm, I I still enjoy mm. them. I even. can agree. I. I... I don't, dude, I don't know what it is, but it's just like my opinion of The Hobbit completely changed. I don't know what it is, dude. I, I just think it's, it's fantastic. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I, I can't really put my finger on it. I just think like the more I watch it, the more like connected to the characters I feel, like the more I love all the different dwarves in there and like the different personalities and like they're funny. Yeah. It's one of those things where like, even like rereading the book, you see what's different and what's missing or whatever. But a lot of like the elements like that I really enjoyed from the movie are like, even though it's a little different, it's like kind of similar. Bilbo's always saving them, you know, and always is, is, is striving to earn the respect of the dwarves. And, you know, even though, even though he's always thinking about going home, he's always thinking about chilling in his chair, eating some bacon and eggs and having some tea and crumpets and shit. Like he's still the one who's always making the difference, always saving them. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, okay. So what would be another question? Um, okay. So I don't know if I put this question on my list, but. Let me make sure because if not, I'm gonna ask it now. Do 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 do. Uh, no, it is on my list. Okay, so I'll ask it anyway. But the the question is, would Frodo have destroyed the ring if Gollum hadn't attacked him? Right. This no. this is a question people ask all the time. They say, "Well, Frodo didn't actually destroy the ring. Gollum fell in to the fire with him." Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Right, which is true. But without Frodo, the ring would have never got to Mount Doom. Without Frodo making the choice, right? My argument isn't that Frodo, like, Frodo without Gollum attacking him would not, would to me, and unequivocally, never have destroyed the ring, right? Because. Yeah, well, I I don't believe he would have based on the the solid evidence that we actually have in the film. uh, Sam turns. Come on, Mr. Frodo, throw the ring in, in the fire. And then, uh, and then 
by that time, it pretty much has completely corrupted Frodo's mind, and he's like, right. uh, no, uh, it's mine, it's my crush. And then Gollum attacked him, taking the ring into the fire, dying with his crushes. Right. So based on that evidence, I think it was like one of those things. It's like Frodo fell victim to the same uh, fate as Asilio did. Right. When he was on the steps of Mount Doom and, you know, uh, what's his name, uh, Elrond, yeah. was like telling him to throw the ring in the fire, and he's like, no, it's mine. Right. And so, he turns away. Frodo was doing the same thing, but got interrupted. He pretty much go and save him. Yeah. So w- what it comes down to for me is um, you you look at it as the only reason that the ring ever made it to Mount Doom is because Frodo made the decision every minute of every day to keep going, right? And the only reason Gollum was there to help him destroy the ring is because Frodo didn't kill Gollum and he had the opportunity to. So by making good choices throughout the entire journey, it led to the destruction of the ring, despite the fact that Frodo himself would never have destroyed the ring. Right, no. I think I think in a roundabout, you're pretty much saying Frodo helped destroy the ring, but no, he would have never done it on his own. Right, he would have never done <laughs> it on his to be own. Very, very clear about this message right here. I think right. no way, no. I I think I, and, and it, clearly you can clearly see the evil intent on his face once the you know once uh you know he was at that point to destroy it. He was like no, right. And it's it's one of those things where, you know, Frodo isn't a bad person for this. He he lasted over a year without the ring totally overcoming him, whereas yeah. other characters such as Boromir or Aragorn or Gandalf, they would have been gone within a day or or less, right? Like, right. Well, Gandalf would have been immediately, right? Right. And even even Frodo or even Sam, um, who only held it for a little bit was already starting to feel the influence of it. You know, like, the only person who could have got the ring to Mount Doom was Frodo. And the only way it would have been destroyed is with Gollum. And and a lot of people ask this question, too. I didn't write this down because it's kind of insignificant, but why didn't Sauron kill Gollum after he tortured him to get information? A lot of people ask Mm -hmm. that. Which the book answer is, well, because essentially God who's called a Luvatar in Lord of the Rings, um, had a purpose for Gollum. He had a plan for Gollum, and his plan was just that, to destroy the ring. That, right. that was his plan in the world. Like, that was that was the plan laid out before him. Um, that was his fate. So, uh, but within the context of the book, I mean, I think it's because um, Sauron kind of feared Gollum in a way. You know? Like, this is a creature who had the ring for 500 years and succumbed to it. And look how much he's changed. And like, he didn't, he, he, again, it's another Frodo situation. He didn't view him as significant enough to actually matter. Right. Right. He didn't view him as like, like if that's Aragorn, sure. He tortures him and then kills him, but it's, it's Gollum, this small creature who's meaningless. Like he he can't affect the world in any significant way. So whatever, let him go. But, that yeah. that's kind of where it, like that's the in universe answer I would say the movie answer is like because 
I mean, we don't really know Sauron is is an actual being anymore. We're like, we just see him as an eye throughout the movies. Um, right. But, you know, you can say, well, why didn't the orcs kill him or why didn't anybody else do so? Like, I mean, the, that's the answer pretty much is like they didn't view him as a significant enough threat to to matter. Right. Okay. So, yeah. Again, Frodo, he made the destruction of the ring possible, but he himself would have never destroyed the ring if it wasn't for Gollum yeah. intervening. So. Yeah. And it wasn't really like Gollum's intention to actually destroy the ring. He was trying to get it away from. It was like God's like funny way of having like a happy accident. You know, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Um, it's a recurring theme throughout the Lord of the Rings: is evil always ultimately destroys itself. Like, right. um, because evil inherently cannot create things. That's why you have orcs, which we don't really know their origin, but they're corrupted versions of other creatures, right? And like uh, right. the same with like um, the ring. The ring was not just made by itself like sauron put a lot of himself into the ring it's tied to his life and he can only give it that power because of him and so he's he's not like necessarily creating anything new he's just he he weakened his own body it's voldemort pretty much right he weakened his own body by putting it into something else and by doing that you're ultimately one day going to destroy yourself because when the ring died he died so, right. all right. Um, do you have any mm-hmm. anything to add to any of this? Any of the questions or that specific question? Uh, like whatever we've talked about so far. Oh no, no, not at all. Okay. I feel like we covered those questions pretty well. Yes. All right. Um, I'm just trying to keep in mind my question that I have. <laughs> do you want to ask it now? Sure. Sure. Okay. Okay, so, um, so when Sauron, when he's essentially killed by Isildur, what does not make sense to me, because his physical being existed before the ring, why does, why does his physical being not exist now once the ring is cut off of his hand? It doesn't make sense to me. Okay. So, uh, within the realm of the movie, I guess it does, like, his his physical being doesn't exist for some reason. Um, but in the books, it does. But it's just weakened. Um, so, it's, like, one of those things where, like, you ha- he had to, uh, again, it's like Voldemort. He had to, like, go into hiding and bide his time. But he was always there. He was always in, in Barador, in, in uh, Mordor. He was always there just regaining his strength and building his forces and everything else. Right. So it's, it's one of those things where like the book obviously like explains it, but uh, I guess the movie answer is because he did put so much of himself into the ring that he lost physical form, much like Voldemort lost his physical form and had to regain it through other means. Um, You know, uh, at the end of the day, um, he, creatures like Sauron are spirits, but he's a corrupted spirit. So, um, he can take a physical form, but he's still a, he's still a, a, a spirit. Yeah. Did that answer the question well enough or? Yes. Okay. I feel like it did. 
I think, like, in terms of thinking it a little bit more like Harry Potter-ish. Yeah. You know? Like, it definitely definitely makes sense to me more. So, like, when I'm, like, just, like, watching, like, the, the opening uh, sequences of, uh, like, the Fellowship, mm-hmm. it's just, like, I was just, like, watching it, I'm just, like, the fuck? Right. <laughs> I'm just, like, I've never thought about this before. I'm, like, what the hell is, what the hell is happening? It's so, like, weird. I was yeah. like, wait, so he doesn't exist because he cut off the ring on his hand? I was like, but he's the one that created the ring. I was like, I'm so, I was like he existed before the ring. Yeah. I was like, what? I mean, I like, even so that confused. is like the functionality of the rings and like everything else is very confusing to people. Um, right. And like, the, how come, you know, what about the elven rings? Like, why are they different from the, the rings given to men or the dwarves or whatever? Like, there's there's like a lot of discussion, I guess. Right. But, uh, yeah, and then it's like also confusing the function of the the ring itself. How come like Sauron did not turn invisible when he was using it, but it's like inherently it's supposed to make him like inherently stronger while he's using it. But like when the hobbits use it, it's like they they go invisible, but it does nothing else for them other than corrupt them. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it, so it's like it, it's very confusing. I'm just like, right, and it's it, made it's I, made I more confusing by the Hobbit movies because we get to see. Well, I mean, obviously in Fellowship we see uh, 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 Gandalf use his ring uh, when he's being attacked by the Balrog to like create a force field, which maybe some people uh, think is his staff, but is his ring. Um, oh well, I didn't believe that. <laughs> yeah, but just now. See, the more you learn. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, we see, like, Galadriel using her ring. We see uh, Elrond using his ring, like, so cool. in the Hobbit movies, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, okay, why, you know, what is it with these rings? And So, I guess the, the, the short answer is the elven rings were made to not be under the control of Sauron because Sauron didn't make those rings. Sauron didn't make um, most of the rings. He just created his ring to corrupt those rings. Um, yeah. he, he misplanned. I mean, men are weak, obviously, in, in Lord of the Rings, so uh, it was easy to corrupt them and turn them into Nazgul. The dwarves' rings were supposed to do the same thing, but the dwarves are much more stubborn and hard to corrupt. So, um, I mean, their, their interest is gold, so that's what corrupts them is, is treasure and gold. Um, so it didn't work out that way. Yeah. And then the elven rings were not corruptible, but their power is linked to the one ring, which is why Galadriel is leaving middle earth, which is why, um, Gandalf leaves middle earth and why, uh, the elves are in general leaving middle earth is because once they, they, they use those rings to keep their kingdoms alive pretty much. And when the one ring is destroyed, they don't have that protection anymore. Their rings lose their power. So it's time for them to go essentially home. Like elves, elves were never meant to be in the world forever. So. Yeah. Um, I guess. Aren't like elves essentially like angels? Like what? Aren't, I remember we had a discussion like a long time ago about the, what elves are. Yeah. Stuff. Aren't they essentially like what, like, angels are pretty much uh no elves were uh, essentially god's first people right <laughs> like the jews right um mm. i guess but elves were god's first people in the way that 
they were meant to come to Earth, build it, uh, well, to Middle Earth, to Arda, the world, to to build it, to get it ready, because men were supposed to come and rule Earth. Um, but, you know, lots of bad things happen. And, right. um, like, I don't know if it's ever referenced in the movies, but in the books there's references, like, about, like, uh, the sea calling home, um, which is, like, an elvish thing, which is, like, their journey across to to the undying lands like where they are meant to be because that's where they came from but they were brought to earth to help to help build it to create civilization to to do all these things and eventually they have to leave because they can no longer sustain themselves in middle earth right right they're pretty much perished right yeah they're they're essentially here to make the world ready for men Be- because if you think about it as like a, a mythology for our own world we have no elves here we have no hobbits like they're all gone uh but right. men are still here and essentially the reason is because now we have a world made for us and they're somewhere else you know right. so which i guess can, it can bring us to the next question about the gray yeah. havens Right, um, mm-hmm. a lot of people wonder when Frodo sailed across the sea and left the Grey Havens, did he eventually die one day? Right, because he's going to the Undying Lands, right? And the answer is yes. Frodo <laughs> died because <laughs> Frodo is not an elf. They're called the Undying Lands because they were made for creatures like elves who don't die, like they only die in battle or if they're murdered. Right, they don't die naturally. Um, mm. It's they're they're immortal beings. That's why it's called the Undying Lands. But yeah, Frodo dies there. Bilbo dies there. Um, Gimli, one day when he goes with Legolas, dies there. Um, because it's not heaven. It is a place on Earth, but removed from from us, you know? Um, and, and Frodo earns the right to go there because he was a ring bearer. And because he, he's no longer he's just... Yeah. Um, and Gandalf had to go because that's where he's from too. So like Gandalf, Gandalf was not born into middle earth and whatever. He was sent to middle earth as a spirit who they didn't want. Like all the, all the wizards were spirits that they didn't want to get too powerful. So they had to take the bodies of old men because they're so powerful. Like, and you know, they had to uh, intentionally be weaker to be into middle earth. Um, and their purpose was tied to the ring to, to, destroy Sauron essentially um mm-hmm. so when uh when Gandalf goes to the Grey Havens he's essentially just returning home because his mission is done right. any questions nope it's a lot of lore no. it's a lot of like back story kind of stuff um that that is really interesting but like again it's the movies don't paint the same picture so it's hard to answer like from a movie perspective Right. right. Pretty much in the movie perspective, it's just like they're going to heaven. Right. I That's mean, the best way to explain it for people who've only really watched the movies, you know? Yeah. In, in but, this, I mean, obviously, that, that might be like a poor writing aspect for the take. Who knows? Right. In a sense, you know, it is like heaven in the way that they can't come back, you know? Right. Yeah. So. Ain't no coming back now, brother. Right. 
Um, this is kind of a dumb question that, like, I think even me and Scott have debated before, is do Balrogs have wings? Um, which in the movie, obviously, it's depicted as having wings, so yes. <laughs> but in the books, uh, the references to wings are like, uh, like metaphors and, and stuff, but you don't really know. Like, it, it says, uh, you know, great shadows, uh, reached wall to wall like great wings, which is a simile, like, obviously, like, sh- they're shadows, but they're not wings. But you can interpret that as, okay, yeah, but they are wings, like, made of shadow or whatever, right? Um, mm-hmm. But even if they are wings, right, even in the movies where he does have wings, they're not functional. Like, the Balrog can't fly because he falls to his death, right? Well, it doesn't fall to his uh, death, yeah. but he does fall. And if he could fly, he would fly up, right? So... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of a dumb question that, like, we can have dumb arguments about. But, you know, from a movie perspective, obviously it has wings. But can it fly? Apparently not. Um, I only have two more questions. Um, but okay. if you have any others, we can uh, throw them in. One of them is, uh, why did Sauron, uh, why did his plans depend solely on the One Ring? Um. I don't know if anybody's actually asked this question, but it's something I thought of. Um, and um, I mean, the, the answer is because, I mean, he puts so much of himself into his ring that without it, I mean, he can't do much. Well, uh, isn't it also believed then at that point, the other wizards could just overpower him? Uh, I mean, isn't that well, just the simplest of answers? Like, is, or is he just inherently that fucking much stronger than every other wizard? Well, he is stronger than than the wizards, but huh? I mean, okay. So essentially, there's in the as far as we know in the movies, there's only three wizards, but there's five. But two of them leave, and they're insignificant. So, but just based on the movies and the Lord, of the, if you want to spe- specify it to Lord of the Rings, you have Gandalf and Sauron, right? Which together might be able to take on Sauron, but probably not. And then Sauron has yeah. already corrupted Saruman and made him a puppet, pretty much. So his plan, I mean, it didn't solely depend on the ring because he still had plans that had nothing to do with the ring and and they include corrupting Saruman to do all this work for him and try to destroy Rohan and then ultimately use that army and the army, his own army to destroy Gondor. Like he didn't Uh have the ring for any of that. So his plan always is ultimately his desires to get the ring back which he needs it right. back because if anybody else has it but him, I mean, that could be his downfall. If someone uses it against him, he could die, and but they'll re- ultimately replace him as an evil person. But, you know, like, obviously the ring is tied to his life, so he has to plan around the ring, but he still does a lot of things without the ring. Yeah. yeah. And even before the I ring, mean- like... Like Sauron is like a he could shape shift he can appear as like a a beautiful elf to people and like manipulate them and and he you know be, become a, a a great confidant to kings and that's how he got so much of his power in the first place. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't really, I don't see it much of a question to be honest. Yeah. I don't think it's like a detail of the story. I'm just like something I very much just accept and I don't really question why 
body we only use for our <laughs> Right. Body. Yeah. I mean, and my last question, I guess, is also just... Look at how unstoppable it makes him. Like, what are you talking about? Right. Right. I'm sorry, but that's like such an annoying question to ask. I mean, and it can be answered by the one line from Gandalf where he says, the ring is all he needs to cover all the lands in darkness. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's just like, I really feel like without the ring, is he that much stronger than all the other wizards combined? Right. Probably not. <laughs> so he probably needs the ring or he'll be defeated. Exactly. I mean, and that, with the ring, he still got defeated. That's why he's in fucking, uh, that's why he's in Mordor for so, so long. Why, why doesn't he leave Mordor? Because without the ring, he could be killed, you know, like he can be just defeated. So obviously mm-hmm. he's hiding for a reason. Um, right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the last question I, I have is like another just story aspect, but, uh, I guess it it's a symptom of the movie's portrayal of Faramir, and the question is why didn't Faramir just take the ring? And mm-hmm. and I, I it's a fair question if you watch the movies because he seems like the kind of guy who would just take the ring and not care. Right. And in the books, the answer is simply because he he doesn't care. He doesn't want power. He doesn't he doesn't fight because he loves fighting. Like like Boromir, Boromir loves fighting. That's why he fought. Faramir fights to defend what he loves. Mm, Boromir. <laughs> another one Bormir is another one where some people disagree I've seen some people disagree but I think the movies make him a better character than I think than he's such books. a great character <laughs> he's like one, literally one of my favorite characters in Lord of the Rings yeah. <laughs> he's fucking fantastic yeah I, de- I definitely think the movies make him better like a more interesting for sure um, right. like you you definitely understand more where he's coming from uh, even though, like, you get similar, like, beats in the book, like... I thought fucking Faramir was such a fucking douche dude in the movie. Right. I, I was like, you're such a fucking asshole dude. Faramir is one of my you're favorite like, characters from the books. I despise him in Two Towers. Dude, I thought he was such a piece of shit. He's, like, one of those, like, those, like, white people that, like, thinks he's, like, elite. You know what I mean? Like, because he's white. This is legitimately how he comes across on screen. I'm just like, you're such a fucking douchebag, dude. You, you, legitimately, the way he carries himself, you can just tell he thinks he's, like, larger than life type, type of thing. I'm just like, I fucking hate you. Right. He, he does all these, like, <laughs> just like weird you have, power like, a punchable play. face. Yeah, like, the, all the power plays and, like, whatever power dynamics he tries to pull is just so stupid. And, like, the torturing of Gollum and things, like, that like just didn't happen in the books. Um, right. It like makes you really hate his character when like in in the book like he makes it clear from the get go before he knows that the ring is there or anything about it. Like he sh- like he straight up says like I don't know what kind of, like even if I found the weapon of the enemy on the, on the side of the road I wouldn't grab it I wouldn't pick it up like I have no interest in it right and mm-hmm. you you know it's like in the book obviously it's meant to be like well Fro does like. Frodo is he trying to make Frodo trust him or whatever? But like he genuinely just is that person. He's like just a a very wholesome person. But in the movies, he's just a piece of shit. <laughs> right, dude. I fucking hate his face, dude. In the fucking movies, and just like your brother is so much better. You should have died. <laughs> <laughs> right, but then like they do make you like like him a little more in Return of the King, and like kind of feel for him more. But still, like it's one of those things where like. The, there's no good explanation 
in the movies for why he didn't take the ring, except he just like had a change of heart all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. It's like they, they, they it's almost like it almost seems like a change of writers for the character to me. Like it's almost like a completely one eighty of his personality. And just like, huh? Huh? <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, it's a weird. But, yeah. It's a weird so, thing. Okay. So I do have a question. It's not that type of question. It's like a, um, it's a question for you to, uh, you'll answer it, then I'll answer it. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's purely a, a, a preference. Okay. You know? Okay. So if you can be from anywhere in Middle Earth, where would you be from and why? Um, that's a good question. Uh, where would I but be? I guess it, it does also insinuate that where you are from is also the, uh, the race of person you are. Gotcha. So, for instance, Gondor, you're a man. Uh, one of the other lands, you're Elvish. Right. Sire, Hobbit, so on, so forth. So, where you're from, so, so it's where also you're from, dictates- not where you live. Right. No, 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 no. Where are you from and where you live? Okay. Because it's your homeland. Right. You're supposed to go back home. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a hard one. I think I know what you'd say. Um, but I think I feel like you might know what I might say, but it's so uh, <laughs> uh I have a very distinct answer. But yeah. I want you to go first. I, I'm very curious to know what you're going to say. I feel like I might know what you're going to say, but I also don't know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's very curious to me. I'm just like, mm. my My initial answer, like, without thinking about it, I think would be the same as your answer. But after thinking about it, like, I would probably choose, like, Rivendell or Lothlorien. Um, mm. But I my my initial first thought was Rohan. Ooh, that's a good shout. I think the Rohan soldiers are so fucking cool, dude. Their armor is so badass, dude. Like, so when I was a kid, when uh, the Lord of the Rings came out, like, I would say probably 12, 13-ish, somewhere in there. <laughs> uh, I believe that's around when when they came out. I remember, right, watching the first one, and I used to run around the house with a fucking hanger, dude, and pretend that I was Legolas, like, and I was oh, yeah. shooting orcs. And then came two towers, right? And I was like, oh, my God, Riders of Rohan, you're so fucking cool. Yeah. I used to have, like, all the toys. And, like, the coolest thing was, like, for Aomer and Theoden, both of their swords, even as, like, a toy sword, had the details of the horses on the hilts, which was so cool to me. Like yeah, I, I just it. thought that like looked so. Super so you cool. think I would go, I would go with uh, Rohan? Yeah, I thought you'd be you'd want to be Rohan. Very interesting. Very interesting. So okay, you said Rivendell or where? Lothlorien. Lothlorien. Mm-hmm. Where Galadriel is. I honestly depicted when I thought about this question. I I was like, hundred percent, Christian is going to pick fucking Rivendell because. Uh, I, I I just see I I just seen it like from my way I always figured you were more of like the Elvish type of person anyways, and then just like seeing like the different like Elvish kingdoms I was like okay Rivendell that's that's more Christian 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just see it more as like your personality, you know? So I was just like, hmm, definitely looking there. So I don't think I wasn't far off, you know? Right. Uh, your initial thought wasn't what I thought, but what you, when you said you thought about, you said that or the Florian. So I was right. Yeah. Are you ready for my answer? Uh-huh. 100% the Shire. 100 million fucking percent the Shire. Yeah, I think no, that's a good answer. Dude, I love the Shire so fucking much, dude. I think it is the greatest little kingdom ever, dude. I just love their culture, dude. It's so fantastic. Within the realm of the movies, obviously, I think I kind of hinted at this. I said, hmm, I feel like based off the, uh, the, the books, I might not like the Shire that much, but I don't know. No, no, you would. I mean, you're given very, very limited detail within the movies, but based off, it's such a vibrant place to live too. And it's such like a simple place to live. And like, they have like a fucking like super great sense of like community that like, I just, I just surely love like Bilbo's birthday was like so awesome. And it just really like reminds me of like, um, um, uh, Oh, what is it called? That event? Uh, that's in Germany. Oh, uh, Oktoberfest. Yes, it reminds me heavily of Oktoberfest, which I've always been a super big fan of. And like, just like it, it just seems like a place where like some cool festivals happen, and it's just like you have like this cool like tight knit like community and stuff. And like, it's just like I said, like you just like on the hillside. It's so beautiful there. You live like this like pretty simple carefree life and stuff. And I was just like, try or so me. <laughs> I'm just like, it's so great. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's not the love about it. It's, it's, it's endearing because like, uh, if you read like the first two pages of the Hobbit, they describe, you know, Tolkien describes the Hobbit hole and, you know, goes in, it's not a, it's not a wet hole, you know, with like, or whatever. It's not a, it's not a dry hole full, full of worms and shit. Like it's a Hobbit hole. And that means comfort. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that too. I was going to say it provides you with an extreme sense of comfort when like you're in the Shire within the visual effects, like how, like think about just the scene of like where Frodo is like laying in the woods waiting for Gandalf to arrive. How vibrant, beautiful, and green the the scenery looks in there. I think it's so amazing. Right. I don't know. It's just like you just get this like overt sense of like pureness from from the Shire too. Right. Which like, is... I just think it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like watching that, and then like watching the Hobbits and stuff. I'm just like, oh, the Shire is so great. Yeah, and it is a beautiful <laughs> thing, it, you know. Like hobbits are are just uniquely good creatures. Um, you know they have a tendency to be a bit gossipy and whatever. Like, but that's human nature, right? Um, right. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, th- that's the reason that the hobbits are not as easily corrupted because they don't want power and money and gold and and whatever else. They just want to eat good food and chill out in their armchairs, smoke exactly. some tobacco, like. Right. Like that's what they want in life. So, you know, they don't have these grand uh, designs and, and whatever, like they don't want all this power. And I mean, there are some that do, but like the majority don't. Right. And, and that's, what's so beautiful about the Shire and and about the the culture of hobbits is, and again, I just love the culture. 
you know the movies present you with with the most beautiful depiction of the shire and and that's one of the greatest things to come out of the movies is just this beautiful rolling green land and and it's so natural mm-hmm. and then when you know i mentioned lothlorien lothlorien is is not a natural be- beautiful thing like lothlorien is artificial it's unnatural it's built by galadriel to mimic something else um whereas the shire is just this naturally a safe place safe from industry and and mechanism and 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 you know corruption it's like i mean obviously there's going to be corruption in any like small government within the uh, system of the shire but like the culture is just so pure and you know what's better than chilling out and eating some eggs and bacon in your house your beautiful clean uh hobbit hole like the hobbit holes look amazing in the movies too right Dude, I'm just like, oh, so great, dude. <laughs> but okay, but let me tell you though, a very close second because I love the the race of people. Is yeah, I feel like my personality fits more with this race than any other race. Mm-hmm. I would definitely be like a dwarven race. Mm. And the whole like camaraderie that they have, and like being drunk and like just <laughs> like very iron willed, like. I feel like that's very much my personality, like very stubborn, hard-headed, kind of full of themselves at times, but the camaraderie is like great, they're loyal, and that's very much me. (laughs) Right. Yeah, dwarves have a really like interesting origin as well in Middle Earth, so I mean, I can can see it. But I couldn't like necessarily pin down like an exact location because, like, I know they have a couple different locations, but, like, the only one that I really know of is, like, the, the mountain, you know? Right, Erebor and Moria. Like, I don't really know, yeah, but it's just, like, I don't know, just thinking about it, it's, like, oh, pretty great. <laughs> it's, like, pretty great, pretty great. Yeah, there's, a, like, the dwarves were more of, like, a, like a conquesting uh, kind of uh, race, like, you know they they love to dig underground and everything but you know they they big they dig big mines and hills and that's what it is i mean they're they're an arrow like they have their their power and stuff like that but it's not like they were necessarily trying to take over anything right yeah. i mean they just mm-hmm. want gold i mean that that's like a lot of dwarves just want gold but they're at the end of the day they're miners and crafters and they they make yeah. some of the best like jewels and everything else like Dwarves are very skilled, very skilled, but right. greedy. <laughs> so, right. yeah. Okay, I think <laughs> I think we're ready for the pop quiz. Yeah, unfortunately, I feel like you've answered some of the questions already. Oh, I was like, oh no, he's gonna get this right now. Oh, fuck! I was like, I'm gonna pick a different question, <laughs> but I didn't want to be on my phone because. As you guys know, we're not in studio together right now. Christian's in the studio. I'm on the phone. Um, so apologies for any weird noises you might have been hearing this whole time. That's probably coming on my end. I'm on the phone, like I said. Um, but yeah, I didn't want to be sitting there typing around on the phone trying to change questions just because <laughs> I know that you know the answer now. <laughs> and in case it gets really loud or if I sound really grainy or far away, it's because the quiz questions are on my phone, and now I just put it on speakerphone. So apologies for any poor quality and sound you guys might be hearing from me. Uh, let me pick up my notes. Oh, 
Um, yeah, I think it's fine if you just want to go through them. Uh, I mean, unless I, I don't know, unless I'm going to write them down, like it's, I don't know if we should like go back at the end to see if they're right. Maybe just like answer them. Um, if, if you want, because I'm outside right now, if you want to grab a piece of paper and tally which ones you've gotten right and wrong, or just like put like a little mark next, like a right and a wrong column, and just put a mark for each one you get right. So I'll read out the question. You'll give me your answer. I will tell you if you're right or wrong, and then I'll give you the correct answer. Okay. This is how the, it's going to work, and we want you to follow along at home. Tally up how many got right, how many got wrong. Let us know if you're a Lord of the Rings expert or are you a noob. Um, please use the honor system if, if you can. Uh, you're not, you know, not to be disrespectful, but you're not impressing anybody if you're just lying and saying you got all 16 correct. You know? Right. So just to be honest, it's for fun. It's for shits and giggles. We're testing it out. See if, like, something just might be, like, a pub quiz for other different genres we might want to do. Right, and tweet so, tweet your uh, tweet your responses at us, um, either at Nerdy Boys Review on Twitter or our Twitters. Scott is CPT underscore Hot Sauce, and I am Nerdy Boy and Human. Tweet us your scores; it'll be real fun. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun. Uh, I, I always find trivia pub quizzes fun. A lot of time, I don't know half the shit. We went to a Harry Potter pub quiz once. And I thought I was a fucking expert on Harry Potter. Let me fucking tell you, I didn't know shit on those answers. I know a couple of them, uh, but there was a lot of things I just had no idea. I mean, there's a bunch of girls dressed like house elves. We're distracted. It's not our fault. Right? Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. We're going to start the quiz now. Question number one. It's kind of a two-part question. So, how many people are in the fellowship, and what are their names? Uh, nine, and the names are Pippin, Mary, Sam, Frodo, Gandalf, Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, and Boromir. And you got that correct. <laughs> there are nine. There, like Christian said, there are nine. And there's Frodo, Sam, Mary, Pippin, Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, Boromir, and Gandalf. So if yes. you guys got that correct, mark it in the right column. I'll give you a second to do that if you haven't already done that. Okay, question number two. Where was the Lord of the Rings trilogy filmed? The Lord of the Rings trilogy was filmed in New Zealand. Yes. Correct. New Zealand, and it was only filmed in New Zealand, by the way. Yes. They did not go anywhere else. I was very surprised about that. And I'll, I'll, I did not know that. Yeah, I'll give anybody if they want like some 
fun trivia. Uh, mm-hmm. In Return of the King, the battle at the Black Gate that took place, they had to sweep that field because it used to be um, like a military place and, uh, and there was like a lot of mines and they had to make sure no one was going to get blown up. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, was, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that even that. So, uh, yeah, I was very surprised to learn that it was only filmed in New Zealand. I did not know that part, <laughs> which was just like, oh, just such a testament. How absolutely gorgeous New Zealand is. Hope to visit there one day. Ooh, can't wait. Yeah. Okay. So if you guys got that right, mark it in the right column. If you got it wrong, mark it in the wrong column. Question number three. Like I said, the first couple of them, I feel like definitely uh, kind of give me, you know, like the pretty, pretty if, if you have a basic knowledge of Lord of the Rings, you should probably know these questions. So question number three, how many rings of power are there? Uh... In total, in total. You don't have to break it down to how many got what or whatever. How many are there total? 20. Right. Am I doing the math and right? That is, is that your final answer? That's nine, seven, three, and one. I think that's 20. All right. The 20 final answer. That is correct. Okay. You guys got 20? Mark that in the right column. No? No? Don't pay attention. Okay. What question number four? So I think from here, they're they're going to get a slightly harder from this point on. So, okay, number four. But you'll know where this is. Where is Legolas's home located? Uh, in Mirkwood. That is correct. Mirkwood is the answer we are looking for. Yeah. Okay, I'm talking. Question number five. In the Fellowship of the Ring, what is the name of the fairy the hobbits used to escape the Black Rider? Buckleberry Fairy. I thought that might actually sound <laughs> I knew you thought you were right, but I was just like, hmm, is it going to be me? I don't know. Buckleberry Fairy is the first answer we're looking for. Yeah. Is that right? The, oh man! The thing is, right? Like when I was young, I used to try to memorize these movies, like these in Star Wars. Like, and I I remember like Buckleberry Ferry. You know, like Mary says that they get on the ferry and they're like, "How far to the nearest crossing?" Brandywine Bridge, twenty miles. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> okay. Question number six is the only true and true or false question in the quiz. You got 50% chance to get it right, or 50% chance to get it wrong. True or false, there are two wizards sent to help the people of Middle-earth. Well, it's false, but also true. Like, there are two, but not only two. I mean, there were five originally, but I guess within the movie there's only two. I don't know. I'm going to say it's false because there were five. Oh, you're so close to getting the wrong fucker. <laughs> uh, yes, that is false. There were five wizards sent to the Okay. Question number seven. 
So we're almost halfway there. Halfway there. Oh. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> In Mordor, what type of food does Frodo say he can't remember the taste of? Strawberries. I fucking hate you, dude. <laughs> I'm not for sure you would not get that right. I was like, okay, they always talk about bacon and eggs, and, and they have the scene with the mushrooms, and they talk about potatoes a lot. I'm just like, okay, he's for sure going to say something like that. But you just try to crawl <laughs> Well, I mean, like, you know, Sam is talking to him and, like, talk, it's, you know, talking about strawberries and then Frodo gets all depressing and shit. Like, you know. Right. I mean, oh. All right. All right. I'll slow down just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know, because we want, we want the, the, you know, our audience to have time to, to think about their answers. Yeah. Before I reveal it. So I'll ask a question, you'll answer. I'll wait a couple seconds. Hopefully the audience has got their answer in mind or wrote it down or something like that. And yeah, then I'll reveal the answer. Yeah. I don't want I don't want to wait too long because I don't want you to think I'm Googling, you know. But you can wait to reveal. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. You don't have to wait that long either. You just answer it. Right. I'm gonna wait a couple seconds to 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 reveal whether you got it right or wrong and what the actual answer. Awesome. Okay. Number eight. What is the name of Gandalf's horse? Okay, well, it's Shadow Fax. Um, but you can wait to reveal that to the audience. It isn't <laughs> <laughs> As Legoloff says, she's one of the maddest. Oh, Lord. Uh, now, okay, this question, I'm actually not even sure if it's right or not. But I've seen it on a lot of different quizzes. So I'm assuming that because we kind of, you briefly touched on it when we talked about it a little bit. I was like, oh, I don't know if this, if this is actually right or not. Okay. Okay. Who is never tempted by the ring? Who is never tempted by the ring? Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Oh, in the movie? Um, I mean, a lot of them are, are I mean, eh, it's hard to say because I don't know what the question's okay, going for. We are going for one specific character. I'm assuming the question is who was offered the ring but never had any inclination to take it. And no, 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 no. That's not the question. The question is who is never tempted by the ring? Which, thinking about it, it technically is the wrong answer because there's actually quite a few people because they were, there are some other characters that were never offered it or given the chance to take the ring or anything like that. Right. So, but they're, they are specifically going for a character. So okay. I guess this is, this is tough. This because... one is kind of like one of those things that if you get it wrong, it's going to be like one of those things that's like, like, yeah, you got it wrong, but it's kind of like a loaded question a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, based on what I thought the back. question was asking, I had one thought, but then based on your clarification, I had another. Um, okay. So, so you get one chance to answer. All right. I'll just say, I'll just go based on the book answer, which is Faramir. But I don't think that's the right answer for what you're going to say. No. That it's is Aragorn. Nope. Sam. Yep. Sam. Okay. <laughs> well. Yes. <laughs> 
fuck? <laughs> that was like, what the fucking horse shit is this type of fucking thing? If you ever will, dude. Oh my days, that was hilarious. Oh my god. So if you guys got Sam, Sam White County, oh yeah. Yeah, it's a hard one because, like, in the book, like, you could say, like, I mean, in the movie, you could say Legolas because he never had tried to do anything with the ring. Like, you could say, you could say any number of people, but I guess that, I guess that makes more sense, like, Sam, because, I mean. He spent the, the most time around it, technically. Right. So he never once. He never wanted it, yeah. I mean, he yeah, offered cause, to, cause then, to then, help. Yeah, didn't Frodo offer him? He's like, no, Mr. Frodo, that's for you to carry or something like that. No, no, like he yeah, he offered to help him carry it when like whatever, which was Gollum's way of manipulating, you know, which was a, again, yeah. that's a movie thing in the book. Sam never offers to. He just thinks Frodo is dead and takes it. Okay, so that, that was, you know, that's what I was like, okay, when we're talking about certain things in the podcast, I was like, hmm, this might get a little tricky because I don't know if it was right or not, you know? I was like, so, I, I'll say you got it wrong. Yeah. I'll, but I'll, take I'll that with a grain that. of salt. To say, take it with a grain of salt. I think the people, because that, that question was on surprisingly like over 20 different quizzes that I looked at. I looked at a lot of quizzes, dude. <laughs> Yeah. I looked at a lot. I learned quite a bit about putting all the ring. I never intended to do that. I think like the problem with like the question is just it's not specific enough that where like multiple yeah. answers can technically be right, even though they're not exactly. what the question wanted. Technically, you can say Mary and Pippin. You can say Gimli and Legolas. Like people, I don't feel you can say is Faramir, uh, Aragorn, uh, Boromir, Gandalf. Uh, Gladriel, you know, people right. of those nature. Yeah, it's one of the things where, like, in the book, Faramir... And obviously, we're, we're like, not going to talk bill, about, but... like, Elrond and people like that. You right. know, obviously, we're not talking about those characters. It's more of, like, a context kind of question, I guess. Like, more of, like, who was, like, the main, main characters. Right. You know? But, like I said, you guys got it wrong. Take it with a grain of salt. Take it on the chin. Mark it in the wrong column, please. Use the honor system. So, so far, Christian is out and one wrong, I believe. Yeah, eight so out of nine. we are moving to question number 10. What forest does Treebeard live in? The answer is Fangorn Forest. You said what? Fangorn Forest. Fangorn Forest. Not really feel like uh uh yeah, I know you're gonna get this one right. <laughs> Are you sure? I mean I kinda already got one this wrong. Next one, so. This 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 next one for sure, because you already answered it. Uh number eleven. Oh what the fuck dude? That's really fucking annoying, dude. <laughs> How would my questions got deleted somehow? Oh, no. <sighs> dude. That really fucking sucks. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck they got deleted either. Probably when fucking Kanal was trying to look at the fucking quiz, dude. Uh, well, I have a couple more questions then. 
uh, I really do apologize. I wish I could remember what they were. Uh, I could easily like go and like just look on. I'm pretty sure I have some of the tabs up. I can just throw some questions in there if you want to make it out of 15 still. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, I can always one... like talk randomly until you find them. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, everyone. I don't know, because like, I have it on like my notepad app on my phone, and somehow questions 12, 13, and 14 all got deleted. <laughs> hmm. Okay, but well, anyways. after after 11, I'll chime in with another not-so-commonly-asked question about Lord of the Rings, but, you know, it'll be fine. Okay, yeah, yeah. Still, still some time. It's okay. Yeah. Okay, number 11. Where does Frodo travel to uh, at the end of Return of the King? Um, he goes to the Grey Havens and then to the Undying Lands. The Undying Lands is the answer we are looking for. Yeah. You are correct. I didn't know what the question was going for, but he departs from the Grey Havens to the Undying Lands. So, yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah, because I said, where does Frodo travel to at right. the end of Return of the King? So, at the yep. very end, he goes to the Undying Lands. Yeah. yeah, I think there's like, sometimes people have a misconception because it's called, like, the, like, in the movies, like, oh, the Grey Havens, but, like, that's where they leave from, not where they're going to, so. Right, yeah, they're going to the Undying Land. Right. And, well, uh, you... Because, so is Bilbo. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, while you look for your questions, I will ask a question here and answer it. Um, and I will, I will do my best to answer and chime in as well. Yeah, so this is a question I don't think a lot of people think of because it's really kind of stupid. Um, but a lot of people wondered how, uh, like, the orcs and other creatures in Mordor got fed, like, how they ate, where they got their agriculture from, um, because, you know, it's all, like, this burnt desert wasteland. But uh, anybody who knows anything in the real world about natural disasters knows that lava and fires make soil really, really fucking good for farming, and there's a, there's a huge farmland near Mordor, and they get all their product and crops and everything else imported from that farmland um which i guess you know it's kind of useless to know but i did see one person ask that question somewhere online and i was like oh it's kind of interesting to think about i guess um but yeah that's uh that's how it works there's a rich rich soil near mordor just not with right in where you know everything is going down um so that's how they get their food and uh you know that's how it works eat Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's a question I can't really answer. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's because it, it's not something anybody thinks about, really. Like, like it's just something random that one person thinks of, and they're like, yeah, but, like, what happens if the Flash gets drunk? Like, how much does he have to drink? Like, 200 million milliliters of alcohol? Like, okay, like, somebody might be interested in doing that math, but the, the most people don't think about that. Right. Um, did you, did you, uh, did you gather some questions or did you need me to keep, uh, bullshitting? Um, I have two questions. So again, you need to find one more to one second. Okay. Okay. No worries. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's, here's the third one. Okay. So, okay. All right. So I'll ask this one first. Um, they're all going to be, oh no, two of them are going to be multiple choice. 
because I don't have time just to write it all down and stuff. <laughs> mm. I'm trying not to type in everyone's ears as well. So the first question is, which of the following is not one of the seven daily Hobbit meals? Afternoon tea, noonsie, luncheon, or supper? The answer is noonsies. I should be 11sies. Yes, you are correct. So, if you guys got that correct, have you got it in the right column? Or it's the wrong column if you got it wrong. Okay, next question, if it will scroll up for me. Okay, multiple choice. And before you answer, I'm going to read out the, the, uh, the answers a couple of times. So that way, people have a chance to know what the options are. They can write down their answers or log it into their memory. And then I'll ask for your answer. Okay. Who kills the witch king? Is it A, Gandalf, B, Saruman, uh, C, Ormir, or B, uh, I don't know how to say it. It's like Eowyn? Yeah, Eowyn. Eowyn, yeah. Okay. Again, who kills the witch king? Gandalf, Saruman, Ymir or Erwin? What and is your answer? Uh, before I answer, I'll just say, if you guys like feel like we're going too fast, you can always pause it after the questions, make figure out your answer, mark, and then like resume it and then mark it. You know, um, right? Uh, yeah, like I said, it's my first time being uh, the, the the quiz master. So don't don't uh, sack me, okay? Not quite yet. Uh, I'm not ready to give up the. The title of Quiz of Master. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day. Um, one day. The answer is D A O N, um, as no man can kill the Witch King. I guess technically Gandalf doesn't qualify as quote unquote a man in the race of men, uh, but um, I yeah. think I think it applies to him as well because he has one of them things dangling between his legs. Right. Okay, the last uh, question that I'm... Uh, well, no, it's not the last question. So, question. Okay, what? who is the only um, actor or actress that has actually met Tolkien in real life, and who do they portray in the film? That's a tough question. I got to be honest with you. But... Um... <laughs> If I had one guess, my guess would be Christopher Lee, who played Saruman. Christopher Lee, who played Saruman, is Christian Gaffer. It is my answer. Will we get it right next time on Nerdy Blogs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is fair. I really didn't think you were going to get that right. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, I really thought for sure. I mean, Christopher Lee was the oldest actor, um, and he fought in wars as well as Tolkien did. I don't think he met Tolkien in the war. I, I really don't know, but um, he strikes me as the one who would have met Tolkien. Right. I thought maybe you might say the actor who uh, played Gandalf, maybe. Oh, God, he, it's pretty much either one or the other, right? You know? But no, it's just for the Saruman. Okay. Question 15. Now, this is the last question of the actual uh, quiz. 
We do have one bonus question afterwards, though. So this question is a two-part question. How many members uh, of the fellowship die, and who are they? Um, okay. So uh, I guess this is kind of a, a trick question. <laughs> um, so Boromir obviously is one, and then technically you have two who die, with Gandalf being the second. Who would be the third? Um, within the Lord of the Rings? Mm-hmm. You said there's two more that die. No, 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 no. Only, only two. Right. I think there's only two that so, die. Okay, so what was your answer again? So I think technically, I don't know if this is what the question is going for. It, it would be two, Boromir and Gandalf. But but so, I will say for you guys listening that, um, you know, I, 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 to me that's correct, but they might just say one. I don't know. Right. right. So, do you want to know the answer? My, final, know, my final answer is... <laughs> you are correct. Always. Technically, the answer is Gandalf the Grey dies. Right. But we're not going to hold you up on the technicalities like that because, you know, we're not complete douchebags. Like, if this was a real pub quiz, they might actually mark that as wrong. But, you know, we're just doing this for fun, you guys. Right. That would be my fault for not specifying. But, yes, Gandalf the Grey, yeah. I mean, when he yes. comes back, Gandalf he says, Gandalf the Grey dies when he's fighting the Balrog. He comes back as Gandalf the White. Yes, he was resurrected by some spiritual being who may or may not be a god. Yes, true story. True story. So, if you guys want, listeners who are listening have been participating and marking down the answers and stuff, uh, that is the end of the 15-question quiz. Sorry about the, uh, the original questions being deleted. I don't feel like the questions I replaced were that much harder by any means. Um, I feel like a lot of people probably could have got, especially the Hobbit meals, wrong. Um, but tell us what your score out of 15 was. And if you want to do the bonus question as well, you can do out of 15. So this one, <laughs> this one, uh, you either know it or you don't know it. But it is a multiple choice because there, I feel like otherwise, there's just no chance that you get it right. You know? Okay. There's just a weird factoid that I came across. So the bonus question is, from start to finish, from lowly orc to Saruman or Sauron, how many people die? Is it one? So is it, you have to, A, 150,345 people die. Is it B, 212,470 people die? Uh, is it C, 251,620 people die, or is it D, 500,150 people die? Jeez. And again, okay, so again, I'll repeat the question and repeat the answers again. So, from start to finish, from Lowly Orc to Saruman or Sauron, 
How many people die in Lord of the Rings? Is it A, 150,345 people? Is it B, 212,470 people? Is it C, 251,620 people? Or is it D, 500,150 people? Okay, well, this is a question I don't know the answer to because who who spends what? the time to count uh, count all these orcs? <laughs> Let me tell you. So, Somebody actually, actually clipped and edited together every single person who died in the film and put it all together and came up with the number. That's who. Yeah. I'm just going to take an educated guess and say C. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure it's wrong. Okay, sorry. Did you say B or D? I said C as in cat. Oh, C. Okay. So Christian is going to go with C. 251,620 people. I'll read the question one more time with the answers. I'll ask you if that's your final answer. I just want to make sure the people at home have a chance to answer the question correctly based on the information I'm giving it. So, bonus question. From start to finish, from lowly orc to Saruman or Sauron, how many people die in Lord of the Rings? Is it A, 150,345 people? Is it 212,470 people? 251,620 people? Or 500,150 people? Log in your answers. Get ready. It comes in. The correct answer is B. 212,470 people died in the Lord of the Rings series. Now, let me tell you how sad of a life somebody really has to have in order to fucking track that. That is absurd. And actually, no, it's not really that sad, but like, I think, to be honest, like, it's actually quite impressive. <laughs> Like, who does it? That's what I want to know. Who has the time to track that many people dying in a film? Like, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> if I was going to change my answer, I would have said B, but instead I wrote C with a sad face next to it. <laughs> uh, so, okay, I put the hell outlandish answer. So I only had the right answer, and I just made up the other numbers. I would put the outlandish ass like 500,000 ones. <laughs> Just to see, like, I'll, you, you guys, okay, anybody taking the quiz alongside us, be honest. Tell us if you really put down B. Because I wouldn't even fault you for that. Because there's like hella wars, hella different people dying all the time. It's just like, it's super crazy. It's a crazy ass fucking like this battle driven fucking series. Yeah. I couldn't blame you, but. That's an outlandish ass number. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's. And then I put 160 close enough, and then obviously, like, the C was so close to the real number. So I was like, okay, people are going to pick one of these two numbers, and I'm really hoping Christian picks B. <laughs> I thought it would have been fantastic if you picked D. Like, <laughs> oh my God, he went for a D. <laughs> right. But, I, you know, it, it means less because I already admitted I didn't actually know, you know? So, like, it's just a lucky guess. Yeah. Right, yeah. But, uh, hey, man. I really wish I remember what the other questions were. Uh, the one about the actor actually was one of the questions that I had. 
So I did remember that question uh, about who actually met Tolkien. But the other two I found on just the first fucking quiz that I could find, I just scrolled through them and the best questions. Hmm. Yeah. It's... But, well, I mean, okay, be honest. On a scale of one to ten, how challenging do you think the, the, the quiz was? Um, I think it was pretty pretty easy, but I mean, I spend way too much time like investing myself into things mm-hmm. like this. Um, right. I think, I mean, I think the average person could easily get ten out of fifteen. Um, who like people who have watched the movies, obviously. Um, right. Like, you know, multiple times at least. Like, if they've only watched mm-hmm. them once, that it might be a challenge. Um, like pretty challenging like but people who are like fans i i would say could get 10 out of 15 easy um so i feel like okay the people who have watched it like once probably got like two answers right right people who watch it like a couple of times probably got like seven answers right maybe and then like the fan fans you know probably got most of them right probably got a couple here or there wrong you know and then, like, the super one just somehow got them all up using the bonus because, like, what else is there to do in life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, even me, for me, like, I, I don't know everything, right? Like, people might think I think I know everything, but but I, I know I, I, I don't know everything. Even about Lord of the Rings, even about Star Wars, even about all the nerdy shit we talk about all the time. Like, I could have takes that you guys listen to wrong that are wrong. with knowing everything, you know? It's like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, knowledge is power, dude. And, right. like, being educated on a subject before you sit there and talk about it is actually like the right thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's just like, um, people just go, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's so also. Hopefully, hopefully, everyone had fun with the quiz. So my next question will be I feel one to 10. How fun did you find the quiz? I'm going to say that's a 10 out of 10 quiz master. And then you bullshit me. <laughs> so it's just I've got a future in this quiz master face. Hey, maybe hey, you know, like go to go to one of the pubs, like you can put on like a nice accent, you could be like, Well, today we are here to give you the quiz of ages you know, or something like you know right. and just have a lot of fun. Right. There are some more like obscure things that I was kinda gonna go with. But then like I was also looking for like, you know, audience participation. And I was like, this is so too obscure. Like, I was like, this is more geared towards, like, the books. I was like, this is more geared towards The Hobbit. And then I wasn't sure if we were really doing Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, or we just kind of more doing Lord of the Rings. So I really just try to focus more in, like, Lord of the Rings, and I just try to make it not too, too difficult. Yeah. I'd say for my first little Quiz Master run, that was pretty good. Um Definitely would want to do another pub quiz in the future at some point for, you know, pretending to whatever subject we're doing. Right. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like this was a good quiz because it's very accessible to everybody who's probably listening. Like, if you would ask something like, what are the two main Elvish languages called? Like, most people don't know that. Or, you know, what were the, what were the, what was like the name of the original races of elves called? Like, most people won't know. It's like Eldar and Noldor. Like people don't know the languages are Quenya and Sindarin. Like these are like. Bigger. I was going to add a question. I was like, "This is way too." So I was like, "What's a glacial husband's name?" Like, oh yeah, Celeborn. My guy, Celeborn. I was like, "How the fuck's gonna know that?" I was like, yeah. "Why do you read the books?" Yeah. Or extended books. 
Well, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, even in the movie, like, Kelleborn's, like, talking, but, like, nobody gives a fuck. They're like, hey, just listen to Galadriel, read your mind, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's also, like, there's, like, really, like, questions that, unless you read the books or read any extended material, like, who gave Gandalf the third elven ring of fire? Or, like, what are, what are the elements of the rings of the elves? Like, things like that. Like, these are, like, I out there questions. I what are... Uh, this is going to be another multiple choice. Like, which which one of these are not one of uh, Gandalf's nicknames? I think you would have got it right, but it, it was there was one in there that very different from the rest, but could have easily been one of his nicknames due to like the type of ring that he has. Hmm. I was like, hmm. was it fire or something? <laughs> yeah, it's like flame of Odin or some shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, but... Uh, the Grey Pilgrim, Mithrandir, Gandalf. Yeah, Gandalf the Grey, and then uh, Storm oh, yeah. or yep. Storm Crow or some shit. Yep. No, it's Storm, Storm Crow. Crow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 we can make... Hey, if you guys want, we can make a harder quiz, all right? I mean, even this yeah, one... let like, us know. Let us know. Tell us. Okay, so send in your results. Use the honor system. Be honest. If you guys got five out of ten or five out of fifteen correct, let us know. You guys got five out of fifteen. Say the quiz was too hard. Uh, if you know you got all fifteen correct, plus the bonus question, like dude, this was a cakewalk. Please make it more challenging. Uh, also, let us know: Did you actually enjoy taking it, or did you not really enjoy that part of the content? Let yeah. us know. All feedback is always welcome. Any feedback is good feedback, no matter what. Yeah, and let us know, like, if you felt like uh, it was easier with the multiple choice or harder, or, like, what, you, like, you know, with certain questions. Yeah, because I prefer. was thinking about that, too. I was like, I was like, hmm. I was like, maybe I should include the multiple choices just because I was like, it gives you that off chance to double guess yourself. You're right. like, oh, shit, was it, like I said, was it Sam or was it Frodo? Was it Gandalf or the Gladriel? Oh, who said that? Yeah, it made me think, like, if I had multiple choice for question nine, the one I got wrong, would I have been like, oh, it's Sam, or would I have still got it wrong? Um, that's, a, that's an interesting thing. Right, I would have changed, because I remember they, they, it was so clear and obvious who it was, because they put, like, Gandalf, Aragorn, Galadriel, or Sam. <laughs> and it's like, okay, obviously it's Sam. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, but, it's it's one of those things. Um, but I got 14 out of 15. I missed the bonus question. I missed question nine. Um, you uh, suck. You know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, hey. I, I, That's I, pretty good. It's actually better than I thought. I thought you were going to miss three questions. Um, I had a feeling you might miss the one about Sam. I thought you were going to miss the one about who met Tolkien. Okay, what a, which other one did I thought you might miss? Hold on. Yeah, oh, it was strawberries. Oh yeah, the strawberry. Well, yeah, I thought for sure you missed that one. Yeah. Uh, I was like, "There's no way he gets this right." <laughs> I was like, "If he gets this right, you can squat my." <laughs> Call me Randy. That was that was a good question. That was a good question. I thought that was a freaking very question. I was like, "Who's this randomly remembered?" I specifically remember the scene that they were talking about, but it's like, "Oh, she was talking." What say? Yeah. I mean, there's like basic, like, uh, like the, I, the difference between me and like, I think maybe a casual viewer is like, I, I invested so much time into Lord of the Rings 
like as a kid and like everything right, else. Yeah. And, that was like your favorite thing ever. <laughs> yeah. And so like, and, and even I had like Lord of the Rings trivial pursuit. So I used to play Lord of the Rings trivia all the time. And like, so yeah, I mean, it's like, it's, it's one of those things like what I, I, even though it's in the movie, like, I didn't know that the scene stones were called Palantirs. And so like, I got that question wrong on a trivia quiz once. And I was like, fuck this shit. Like I need to do some studying, you know, like, Oh dude, that was one of the questions. What was another name for the, uh, the, the scene stone? Yeah. <laughs> fuck. I was so glad. <laughs> <You're> like, <"Bro." laughs> well, I, a better question is how many Palantirs were left. Oh, right. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to give the answer because we might ask in the future, but I know the answer. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I probably got three questions, right? (laughs) No, I think, you. no, I think you would have got at least like eight or nine or 10, like, uh, maybe, 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 uh, but anywho, um, do we have anything else to add to the podcast? No, I think I think that's gonna wrap us up. Um, sorry if you guys like were listening to like get the latest news from nerdy stuff. Like we didn't do any news on this. This was just all dedicated to Lord of the Rings. Um, but you know, maybe I'll try to put out some news later in a different podcast or something. But it's it's not been anything fun to talk about. <laughs> so um yeah um thank you guys for always like tuning in and like sticking with us um you know we we explained before like podcasting is going to be inconsistent you know we're both very busy right now and so we will do it when we have time both together like we have to coordinate our schedules and everything but uh, for everyone who's sticked with us, stuck with us and keeps listening, we appreciate you for interacting with us and everything else. When Scott launches his uh, YouTube stuff or, or whatever he's doing with that with FIFA or other things he might be doing or uh, podcasting or anything else, we'll be sure to include those links in any podcast we put out as well as posting on social media on Twitter or whatever so you can give him a follow and, and help him out, build his stuff and, you know, I'm not going to put my links in, in this one for my Star Wars podcast, but if you're interested, check it out across the stars um, wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, definitely drop them a follow, uh, leave them some reviews, give them some good feedback. Uh, yeah, that is all we got for you on this year podcast. Hell yeah, brother. Well, that wraps us up. We're your hosts. I'm Nerdy Boy Christian. And as always, we have one message for you, and that is stay nerdy, boys. Stay nerdy, boys. That was not in sync. Let's do it on the count of three. One, (laughs) two, three. Stay Stay nerdy, nerdy. boys. (laughs) (laughs)